Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight June Machine, I am Andy and Papa Pow. I'm Sam Beeping Timmy. Beep, beep. Just trying that one out, mate. <laughs> oh, there now. Mm. Feeling Beeping Timmy-ish today, are you? I am a little bit. I just thought I'd try it out yeah. I thought Beep, Beep was a good... Yeah, Sound nice. is good. It did, felt good. Mm. It's the uh, Top Flight Tune Machine, and we're doing uh, a randomly selected chart, selected by the pop blob that lives in a cage in the corner of my room. Um, and we're now going to go over to the pop blob, which will tell us, uh, random blob, uh, use your gob, tell us how to do our job. Which chart are we going to do today? There it is. The blob has spoken. I think it's a sp- the blob a sounds. The blob sounds um, full of beans today. So I was worried he, he was a bit to he she. I don't know what gender it identifies as, but I was worried that it was a bit down recently, a bit depressed. Mm. It sounds peppy. It mm. sounds peppy. I maybe think it's, it's maybe it's, it's finally found I think, love. I think it's a non-binary blob. Mm. Um, well, I mean, it could change from day to day. Who knows? Uh, so that's the chart we've been given. We've got it in front of us. We're looking at it cold. Uh, and we'll start off, I think, by going to do the chart rundown. Um, yeah. Here we go. Uh, chart entry at number 40. It's Linda and the Funky Boys. Ooh. With Sold My Rock and Roll. Gave it for Funky Soul. They were in the studio recently. I can tell you they're a great bunch. Linda's nice and the Funky Boys in particular are a lot of fun. At 39, a new entry into the top 40. It's Flintlock with Dawn. Dawn was in the studio recently. I can say that she's a great girl. Flintlock's been in as well. He's a cunt. Down 11 at 38. It's Fox with single bed. Not so keen on Fox. Something, I don't know, something slightly snide about the way she looked at me. Um, <laughs> 37. It's Billy Paul with Let's Make a Baby. Oh, slow down, wow. This is a family show. Wow, Billy. Down for 36. It's Shawadiwadi with the hymn to Piccadilly Circus's Mecca of Fun, Trocadero. What a place that is as well, by the way. <laughs> Apparently, they're working on a uh, unit there where you can go and film your own pop video. What? That sounds unreal. Won't be um, won't be operational until the mid eighties, but uh, I've seen the plans, and it, it, it sounds like it's going to be. You've big. seen the blueprints, have you? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, at 35, it's David Bowie. Remember him? With TVC 15. Sounds like a fucking catalogue number on a piece of electronic hardware. Try harder, sounds Bowie. Like Bowie's, sounds like Bowie's phoning it in. Uh, in at 34, it's Brian Furry with Let's Stick Together. At 33, it's Silver Convention with Get Up and Boogie. Do as you're told. Sound advice. China Tree at 32, Maureen McGovern with The Continental. At 31, it's The Four Seasons with Silver Star. Up five places at number 30, it's Slick with Requiem. Down six places at 29, Hank Mizell with Jungle Rock. Lee Garrett up 10 at 28 with You're My Everything. At 27, up four places, it's Dion with The Wanderer, brackets 1976. Just a reminder of the year we're in there. Nice. <laughs> Up eight places at 26. It's Candy Staten with Young Hearts Run Free. Not too free, though. Uh, you don't want to catch no, no. anything. Uh, at 25, down five places for Brotherhood of Man with Save Your Kisses for Me. Again, not too many kisses. You don't want to catch anything. Like herpes. Save your kisses for me and nobody else. Or I will know. <laughs> you may get herpes and I'll know. Up 13 to 24, Thin Lizzy. They say that the boys are back in town. Wonder where they've been. At number 23, probably getting herpes. Number 23. Yeah, down the clinic. Mr. featuring Lloyd Michaels with The Flasher featuring Lloyd Michaels. Oh. What? Fucking hell, Lloyd Michaels wants his <laughs> name all over this whole project. <laughs> it's all over it like herpes. <laughs> uh, down 10 at 22, it's mud with Shake It Down. Up three places at 21, Archie Bell and the Drells with Soul City Walk. The Andrea True Connection is down six at 20 and they want more, more, more. At 19, no movement for Gallagher and Lyle with Heart on My Sleeve. Down five places at number 18, James and Bobby Purify with I'm Your Puppet. Dolly Parton's up one place at 17 with Jolene. She was in the studio recently. Truly magnificent knockers, mate. Yeah, amazing tits. Uh, of course, this is 1976. That's the kind of thing we're still we, allowed to say. We can say that, no much. problem. You can't touch us. Phenomenal breasts. Uh, down one at 16, it's Peter Frampton with Show Me The Way. At 15, it's our kid with You Just Might See Me Cry. Let's hope not. That's pathetic. Man up, our kid. <laughs> uh, down three at, 11, at number 14, it's Diana Ross. She's got a love hangover. What have you been drinking, Diana? No comment. Drunk on spunk. <laughs> Yeah, we were both thinking it. <laughs> Apparently, that was the working title of this song. And uh, the record label Stiffs got involved at the last minute and changed it. Some of our colleagues at Radio 1 said they'd refuse to play it if it retained that title. But I think it's got a great a great ring to it, mate. It feels very 70s. It does. I think. Diana Ross with Drunk on Spunk. <laughs> Talking of being drunk and spunk, at 13, it's Rod Stewart with Tonight's the Night, man who's very often drunk and flinging his spunk all over the shop. He's the king of drinking and the king of sexing. Of spunking. Uh, down three places at number 12, a man who's never spunked in his entire life. It's Cliff Richard, pop virgin extraordinaire, and he's singing about a devil woman. <laughs> said in an interview recently on Pebble Mill that he, he actually admitted it. He said, I've never spunked. He said, I don't even know what spunk looks like. I didn't know whether to believe him, but there was a sincerity in his eyes. I wonder how much he's got backed up in there. Probably gallons. Probably gallons. It must make him feel pretty uptight, but he always seems so relaxed and fun. 
Uh, maybe after a certain I think it's all the tennis. amount of weeks, it just <laughs> it, dissolves. He plays a lot of tennis, and I think the movement dissipates it. Yeah. Sends it around his body. Probably burns it off his a lot of the, the, the energy, the nervous energy. Excess spunk. Uh, number 11, down one place with Gladys Knight and her pips with Midnight Train to Georgia. Down two at number 10, it's the Sutherland Brothers and Quiver. They're singing about the arms of Mary. At number nine, Melbourne Moore with This Is It. Uh, down one place at number eight, it's the Bellamy Brothers with Let Your Love Flow. At number seven, it's the Rolling Stones with Fool to Cry. I couldn't agree more, Mick. It is foolish to cry. Yep. Yep. Our kid needs to take a bit of a, a lesson from that and just grow up. Uh, down three at number six, it's Robin Sarstedt. With my resistance is low. That's probably how you got the herpes, mate. Mm, noted, Robin. Uh, at number five, real thing, you to me are everything. Still at number four, it's Abba with Fernando. At number three, last week's number one, it's JJ Barry with no charge. Up three at two, Wings, silly love songs. And this week's number one, up one place, it's the Wurzels with Combine Harvester. Here. Hilarious. There it is. It's the chart. It's the hottest summer on record, and it's a chart full of herpes and spunk. <laughs> this is an amazing chart, mate. Um, it's all, just reading yeah. this thinking, fucking hell. I don't know what impact. I was one years old, so I don't know what impact the music you hear when you're still basically a baby has on you. Maybe, because mm. I've always loved disco music. It's always been like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, disco has just been a genre that I've always, always returned to and and has been a part of, it, of every sort of music I've liked. It's got some sort of disco element or influence to it, I suppose. Yeah. And and I'm reading this chart and thinking, fucking hell, this is amazing. There's so mm. many, like, how could so many classics and perennials of radio still to this day be all in the it's, same it's- chart? It's a great chart. I mean, there's all kinds of genres. This is like, like pre-punk. Yeah. Pre-punk getting into the charts, so to speak. I, mean, by you know yes, I know this, we've this... talked a lot about punk and the sort of how how boring we find it sometimes, the whole kind of all that, all the tropes of, 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 of like, you know, punk nostalgia and the amount mm. of fucking punk programs and articles and all the rest of it and all the tedious sort of things. We've got to understand punk change, everything. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh-oh. When I see a chart like this, I think, fucking hell. In some ways, punk ruined stuff. They it's came, like punk never happened. They came in <laughs> with their spiky hair and their spitting, right? And their noisy, useless music, right? And they drove away all of this wonderful music that people just wanted to uh, dance and have a good time with. Yeah, Inclusive music. Music for all yeah. the races, all the sexualities, Right, fun that, yeah, times, that, yeah. And punk, which let's not forget, was a mostly white movement. Um, yeah, uh, very apart from Don Letts. Right, apart from <laughs> Don Letts. So when you say it's white, people, the only thing they can say is, "Well, what about Don Letts?" Or then they try to say, "Well, Paul Simonon was from Brixton," <laughs> and you're like, "Mate, well, that, that doesn't matter." <laughs> Don Letts wasn't even playing in punk clubs; he was playing reggae music. Oh, I lost you a bit there. Well, I mean, it was in the punk clubs, but yeah. Oh, I can't but, hear you, mate. But yeah, it's like a year from th- this. I can't hear June 77. I can't hear you. The chart. can't hear you. Hold on a sec. wonder if it's said, fans. Can you talk now? Can you talk now? Hang on. Hang on. Uh, okay. Uh, I can hear you now, so it's my headphones. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? 
Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. You just totally yeah. went. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the okay. last thing I said was Paul Simonon's from Brixton. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because a year on from this, the charts were wall-to-wall punk. It was just number one to 40. It was just punk, 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 punk. Yeah. Whereas this chart, spunk, spunk, spunk. And a well, lot of punk, um, I mean, you know... No, nah, it wasn't really. Obviously, The Clash... But, I know you're yeah, not you're not mad overplayed. on the Clash, are you? The punk the punk things overplayed. I'm not that bothered about the Clash. The punk things overplayed. Put, I just said that because it, it, it's it's the, the cliche, you know, the year that punk broke was '76, yeah. and there wasn't a punk single. I don't think till '77 when the Damned put New Rose out. New Rose by the Damned is fucking magnificent. Yeah, it is. You can't deny and, that. Yeah, and there's some good songs, but I think the majority of it was shit because the whole point was it was like a license for people who couldn't play or write music to play yeah, and write music. But, but it wasn't it wasn't as massive as it's made out to be. Yeah. In, in terms of popularity and chart stuff, disco was bigger, way bigger than punk was. Yeah. But this is this is seventy six, and this is probably one of the first charts I remember. I can remember because we always had Radio One on in the house mm. always when I was a kid, um, and I can still remember the Wurzels being number one and me finding it hilarious. Yeah. Because I was four. I was just well, it, about, I mean, to be honest, four. it's not the best song in this chart, but it is really funny. There's no getting away from that. And there's, yeah, there's also strong memories of this chart from when BBC Four started to repeat Top of the Pops from the beginning. And they started in 1976. Did they? And this, these were one of the early ones, yeah. And there's a strong argument for them to go back to that now because nobody wants to see the 1991 Top of the Pops. There's no fun to be had there. No. There's too many There's too many rave groups on there now that oh, are yeah. just dancing about with their keyboards because they're not they, they don't exist as a group. That was a bit perform. like punk made, in a way, in that like suddenly yeah, you needed a computer and a keyboard and they dressed yeah. in like boiler suits and funny enough the sort of masks we now wear because of COVID, but they wore them just because rave. Because just general safety. Yeah, and it was very self-conscious. It was a very safety-conscious movement, the rave movement. People don't realise that. It was it was health and safety gone right. Yeah, instead of gone uh, wrong. That really was the driving force of rave. Um, I don't know why they don't in, invite you and I to be talking heads on some of these rave documentaries, all the punk ones, or anything with our insights like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what you got to understand is it all grew out of a new movement amongst young people in the 1990s who were sick of the lacklustre health and safety regulations of the Thatcher mm. government. They were very aware of the risks in everyday life. They were very germ-aware, too. Uh, there was a, a lot of young people who were into hygiene, and really the rave scene grew out of that. Yeah. I'm, but I mean, I think podcasting is like punk as well. If rave was like punk and punk was like punk, I think podcasting is because anybody can do Everyone it. Everyone can have a crack. Do. It is, yeah, you're right the about that. Is, because people have listened to, you know, mainstream broadcasting, what you could call professional broadcasting for a long time. Ofcom regulated broadcasting. Yeah, and you think, and I suppose just as like kids might have thought, looking at fucking Pink Floyd or Genesis and thought, what's this got to do with anything? They don't speak to me. I can't relate to them. This is overblown bollocks and it lacks authenticity. If only I could have a voice. Actually, and I don't count ourselves in this because, you know, we're not we're not hip young gunslingers with something to say. We're a couple of middle-aged no. men who who have dabbled in the world of professional broadcasting. We're just a couple of middle-aged men who've, who've worked in that, in that genre and for whom the work has dried up. Yeah, and we so just we do it like this, this instead. Um, so we don't count 
But, um, yeah, there were a lot of young people or, you know, just saying, fuck it, we can do this. Mm. All we need is a laptop and a, and a microphone. Mm. And, um, you know, just as they're also, like punk, very white and middle class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, anyone can do it. And it's a case of how do you get your voice out there. I suppose if you've got, like, a social media presence, you can do it through that. And then, mm. there's, I, mean, there's, I mean, there's loads of stuff. I look at sometimes at some of the stuff that's on Patreon. Mm. And there's loads of stuff. It's all niche, really niche stuff I'd never listened to. Mm. But there's a podcast about everything. Yeah, and that's good. I like it. There's stuff that we wouldn't listen to. Because if you think about it, no commercial interest, quite understandably, if you're a commercial media operation, you wouldn't be investing in something that, by definition, has a very narrow audience. So the great Mm. thing about the technology that has facilitated all these podcasts means that there's, there is a fucking mix and match for everyone. So you don't. It, it will soon seem mad that you would have just had one radio station that you're tuned into the whole fucking day and just passively accept whatever they chuck at you. Yeah. Although I do do that with yeah. Six Music, but that's because so I, I can't be bothered researching new music myself. And I want I to stay bothered. up and hip with the new trends. <laughs> but I can't be bothered putting any effort in. That's why I listen to it. Six Music. Yeah, because I like discovering new. For years, I didn't discover any new yeah. music. I just got. I was a. I was pretty much full time music journalist in the noughties. I was right. I was interviewing mm. bands nonstop, fucking just writing about music the whole time. I sort of knew stuff, and then when I had kids, I and just you, totally. You did that, that chart show on Channel I Five. I had the didn't chart you, show on Channel Five. Yeah, and that was the chart okay, stuff. Now. But then I was writing all the time for the Guardian about music and also the NMA, and so. Mm. It was just music non-stop from all angles as well, like the pop stuff and the sort of cooler stuff. And then I just totally stopped for like, I don't know, like 10 years at least. Just wasn't fucking, didn't know anything. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Jalapeño. A low point for me was when someone in an office I was working in put on a song by... um. Oh, what's her name? Beyonce's sister, right? Um, ah! Oh, my mind's gone. Uh, anyway. Starts with an S, doesn't it? Um, Solange, right? Solange, Someone put on a song by Solange, They're right? So old. And I can't <laughs> remember what the song was. But, I, you know, I've since become very familiar with... Um, Solange's output and I was like not fucking hell what the <laughs> fuck is this 
this is amazing. I think it was losing you by Solange, right? And the young people in the office were like, oh, it's Solange. And I'm like, fucking Solange, who is she? She says, they're going, that's Beyonce's sister, Sam. And I was like, fucking hell, Beyonce's got a sister. And I said, well, let me tell you, she's going to be massive. This is as good or better than anything Beyonce's done. And they're like, Sam, this single's like seven years old. <laughs> and I was so pleased with myself that I felt I had discovered a new artist. <laughs> And I just thought, fucking hell, something's got to give here. Seven years old. It was a seven-year-old single, and I was fucking running around like, I'm back. I'm back on the cutting edge, cunts. I've discovered it's Solange. Like, it's almost like we're in this 1976 chart and you've heard In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry. Yeah. What? What? What's this? This changes everything. This is bigger than punk. <laughs> so, then, yeah. so then it was only like two, three years ago, I thought, right, I'm just gonna fucking. Uh, uh, there's music out there, and it will. Be, and it's not that I care about being up with stuff, but I do know that music brings pleasure to me, and it's good for my yeah. fucking sanity. And I thought, well, I might as well. Well, we said this, didn't we? Ages ago, we said we'd stop listening to speech radio. Yes. And we'd started or trying to ignore the news almost altogether, yeah. and just gone back to listen to music at all times. That's the best thing. I one of the best things I've ever yeah. done for my mental health. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't engage, I find them across the news, I don't engage with the news, I don't engage with all that football chat, England getting yeah. out of town, I've no idea what the debates are since doesn't matter. then. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, but music is is an incredible thing, it's like a nourishment for the soul, mm. it, it, you know, mm. it's it's just, a, it's a fucking incredible thing, and the more you engage in it, generally speaking, the happier you will be, and having music I mean, radio like, all day is good because it means that I come... I mean, some stuff I hate, yeah. but it's the it's the easiest way if you're busy and you haven't got time, like when you're a kid, to be trawling record shops or nowadays, like websites yeah. or whatever. It's the easiest way to just be constantly fed new stuff that might inspire you or just make you happy. It's like we've said before, when we were younger, the news used to be on at dinner time for half an hour, yeah. tea time for half an hour, and the night time for half an hour, and that was it. That's all the news you got. Yeah. It's all you fucking needed. Yeah. It's all you still need. And now we've just got sucked into this non-stop 24-hour rolling news yeah, bullshit. And the thing is, Everybody on Twitter is constantly reacting to stuff oh, that's happening opinions. in the news, or even not happening. And pe- and people's opinions don't matter, you know? I mean, like, you yeah. can have a conversation, don't get me wrong, you can have a conversation with a mate, and we will sometimes have conversations here, and we will express maybe our point of view on things and and I think that's sort of legitimate but there are too many people who have are like addicted to both expressing their own point of view on things and also mm-hmm. reacting to other people's point of view which by the way is not news there is not enough I've worked in news media there simply isn't enough fucking news really um, mm. or they can't and even if there is they can't afford to cover it in a proper journalistic way so so 70% of everything now whether it's online on TV or in print is opinion because opinion is very cheap yeah. to, to create you don't have to send anyone out to report on facts or opinion you just get a gobshite to open their mouth and say fucking something about something that's happened and then that in itself sets a ball rolling you can just create loads and loads of content around that but all of it, by definition, has to be extreme in order to get the attention that these media outlets require in order to make money. Yeah. So there's an industry in taking extreme positions on things that are deliberately provocative, none of which is good. Forget all the, the impact it has on society and politics and all the rest of it. A lot of people will say all of that. But I'm saying looking at it on a personal level, just look at it on your own personal level. It is not good for your mental health. 
to be engaged exactly. in that stuff. It will make you angry. It will make you frustrated. It will make you upset. Step away. And I said to my mate recently, right, because my mate has really gone through bad phases that with his mental health in recent years that have been almost consistently triggered by his reaction to news stories, whether it's Brexit or racism or whatever. And mm. I said to him the other day, next time you are tempted to read a long opinion piece in the newspaper in the morning, I said, stick on a record by, um, who did I say? I said, Bill Withers. And I just picked that, I picked that name out of nowhere, right? And, I, and he goes, why Bill Withers? And I said, well... How familiar are you with the with the back catalogue of Bill Withers, right? And he went, nah, I couldn't name a single album. I said, no, that's right, nor could I. But do you know instinctively that Bill Withers was a great artist? He goes, yeah, of course, right? And I said, all right. So this cunt spent his whole life creating incredible, unimaginably brilliant, like soul-nourishing art, yeah. right? Yeah. And you, and all it takes you to listen to one of his albums all the way through is probably 35 to 40 minutes, which is the same time it would take you to read a long fucking article by some <clears throat> cunt in the fucking paper and then all the comments underneath. <laughs> I said, so just devote all of that time to discovering the huge... Never mind new music. Think of all the artists that we know and love but have never taken the effort to fucking sit down and just, like, delve yeah. into do that every time you are tempted to engage in or, the news or, or, or football. Or go and listen to Top Flight Time Machine. You could do or that Or subscribe instead. to the Patreon. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't read the news. Whenever you see any news approaching, just step back and listen to Popcorn by Hot Butter. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine this is the sound inside Nelson's head. Yeah. Whenever I look at Nelson mucking about in the garden, my cat, I think of this song in his brain. Yeah, just put that on whenever you're aggravated by the news. Love that tune. It's a great um, song. Where are we? We're talking about this chart, aren't we? There's so many songs to talk about in this chart. Funnily enough, one we said earlier, which is an old song that I only discovered... <laughs> by listening because I think Lauren Laverne played it randomly on Six Music about two years ago um, mm. because that's what's good they play new music but then old stuff was Single Bed Sister Single Bed by Fox oh, yeah. what a track that is yeah. and that's here at 38 this, uh, again this was one of the standout things from one of those early episodes of Top of the Pops because I don't think this song had really been remembered at all Yeah, and it's one of them which has kind of got better in the the four decades or something yeah. whatever it was 45 years since it was first released and the singer is the mother of the famous scientist Ben Goldacre scientist oh, and writer I love him I, his book yeah. Bad Science is a brilliant but I assume yeah. she was American maybe she is but he's certainly English isn't he I'm not sure if she is or not, but I'm, sh- I'm just going to double check that because I don't want to um, get me facts wrong Ben Goldacre mum <clears throat> Yeah, Nusha Fox. Um, wow. I already yeah. loved Ben Goldacre. I loved his book, Bad Science, or Bad Medicine. Yeah. I think it was Bad Science, and he had a column, didn't he? And it was really, really I interesting. I've him lately. He's gone a bit quiet. That's I what I thought, because during the pandemic, the I kept thinking, the opinion I really want is the opinion of Ben Goldacre. Yeah. Because years before any of this stuff, before COVID, I mean, I reckon about 15 years ago, his column in The Guardian 
was basically <coughs> helping us to understand on a sort of almost statistical basis health stories mm. in a more scientific mm. way, helping laymen understand it. And that became obviously a big thing over the last year and a half in COVID. But he was the fucking master of spelling shit out for like, no, exactly. It's like this yeah. is how it works, and he actually did work <clears throat> for the government, I think, as a public health advisor. Um, yeah, I'm just looking. He became the chair of the NHS Health Tech Advisory Board right. in September 2018. So I guess that's taken his time up. And Maybe it, that's why he wasn't writing really anything during the pandemic because he was actually involved yeah. in the battles. But yeah, he was. He was the uh, the, um, the vanguard against pseudoscience, wasn't he? Yeah, brilliant. Fifteen years or so ago, and his mum. Is Nusha Fox? What a fucking! T- um, I tell you what, what a twin thread! Bed. If you ever saw them out having a, a mum and son dinner, and you were like, "Fucking hell, look at that!" She's a like disco soul queen, and he is the king of fucking science. What a pair! What a song as well, and what a woman! Mm. I don't know what she looks like. Performances she, that. I'm assuming she's oh. extremely attractive. I, I, I mean, I her think name you is should Fox. check it out. You should check it out on YouTube and have a bit of a look and a listen. But yeah, that was one of the ones that, that everyone was raving about on, on Twitter when um, those Top of the Pops were getting repeated. Uh-huh. I was like, what is this? Yeah, well, maybe that's where Lauren Laverne heard it because like, she just played it out oh, of the blue and I yeah. was like, what yeah. the fuck? I, it just came on about two years ago and since then I've stuck <clears> it on several of my Spotify playlists that I have for the car. I, I think they're Australian by the looks of things. So there we go, Fox Single Bed, Single Bed. Great, give it its full really title. Great. Um, boys down there towards the bottom end of the chart as well. TVC one five <clears throat> from um, Station to Station, which is one of my. It's become one of my favourite boy albums. Really? Because um, it was one of the ones I found it hardest to get into because it's only got six tracks on it, mm-hmm. and the, the opening track Station to Station is like ten minutes long, but it's probably my favourite boy song now. Station a, to Station. A, a f- station to Station. Oh, what a song. Phenomenal fucking thing. Brooding, menacing Ooh. piece of music. We all love brooding and menacing music, not, don't we? Not like popcorn, then. Not it's the opposite of popcorn. Mm. You kind of need to listen to popcorn afterwards to cleanse your musical yeah, palate, your, your palate, if you like. Um, of course, that was the time when Boy uh, arrived... Uh, back in the UK to do a tour because he'd been living or he'd been on tour I think and he arrived back in I think it was Victoria Station and there were some fans waiting for him and he, he appeared to make a, 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 a Nazi salute mm. from uh, from the car as he drove off not good do you think he, do you think he meant that or do you think he was off his face and thought it was ah, funny fuck knows I think he said before that he's got no idea what he did between 74 and 76 because it yeah, was just Yeah, I all, think you can let him this, off the lot because he was so clearly a fucking top bloke. His, his diet was cocaine, red peppers and uh, milk. Is that and right? That red it. peppers and milk? That That's not diet. about... We did yeah. a, I, I'm pretty sure we did a whole episode about milk recently, didn't we? We did. And at the yeah, time, was the I was questioning what thing. the point of it was. Uh, not a big fan of, of like just having milk on its own. But now I know Bowie was into it. I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll give it a go. It was just widely seen as the most nutritious drink you could get. Yeah. There was no energy drinks then. There was no Lucasaid Sport. Super malt. There was Lucasaid, but you had that when you were off school pooly. Yeah. Because all the sugar in it would make you better. But, um, <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, milk was the number one go-to drink for 
for fitness and vitality. But yeah, boy drinks milk and eats red peppers in the Cracked Actor documentary he did in 1974, which sadly was made with Alan Yentob. Um, <laughs> but I think that's on YouTube. That's a great documentary. Is that that's the one where you just see him going around? He's in the back of a limo at some point, singing the back along of to Aretha Franklin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he's going, and looking and out a... across the morning rain. Oh, yeah. I've, I yeah. remember seeing a bit of that, yeah. I always remember he gets, that bit. he gets upset. He gets upset because there's a fly in his milk. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fly in my milk. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he kind of cleaned up in 77 when he moved to Berlin and started knocking out an album every eight months with Iggy Pop. But uh, I think between 74 and 76, he didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. But he made Station to Station, which is, Jesus, incredible piece of music um, Brian Ferry at 34 I know I've been sort of boring you a lot recently because I've interviewed Chris Difford from Squeeze and became like obsessed with his uh, you know oeuvre and mm-hmm. from reading his book you'll know this I didn't he uh, ended up managing Brian Ferry in like yeah. the noughties um, yeah that's fucking that was mind blowing to me but his stories about working with Brian Ferry were very entertaining. And Brian yeah. Ferry's setup was exactly as you would imagine and want Brian Ferry's setup to be. Yeah. Lavish offices Lavish. With, with his own appointment <laughs> with his own apartment <laughs> within them. And every single bit of everyone drank tea out of bone china cups and saucers. The very best yeah. China. Yeah. He was absolutely playing the role of Brian Ferry. He was full time Brian maximum. Ferry, which is exactly yeah. what we want. And why not? Yeah. yeah. You've earned the right, I reckon. I've You've listened. earned the right. I'm Brian Ferry. You're not dealing... Yes, I'm from Tyne and Weir. Yes, my dad was a miner, but yeah. I've moved on from that. Listen, cons. right? This is Brian Ferry. You're not working with your fucking Timmy Mallets here, <clears throat> yeah? This, this is different <laughs> gravy. This is Ferry time. What do, you, what do you expect? Yeah, I'm wearing a dinner suit every day. Every day to work, I wear a fucking tuxedo with one of them white silk scarves. So fucking what? What do you want me to wear? Fucking jogging pants. Disgusting. Fucking hell. <laughs> a fucking Imagine onesie. if I got snapped by the paps. Can you see me in a pint of milk? Fuck off. Brian Ferry, cunts. <laughs> a reindeer onesie. <laughs> nah. Um, we'll leave it there, I think, because there's more to do with this chart. Oh, yeah, this has got episode. at least one more episode in it. There's so many good we, songs I mean, to talk we, about. We, we need to uh, research more about our kid who were uh, uh, a Liverpool group um, with they just had one hit which was this one you just might see me cry so have a look at that on YouTube we'll talk about that next time I think it's just so uh, mad just to give a others. heads up for what's coming next it's so <clears throat> mad that so many songs that I would say constitute you know greatest hit shit that you would hear on any radio station yeah. regularly are all in one chart in the same week They're so here. just yeah. on top of my head you scroll yeah. anywhere and you go oh okay You've got Jolene by Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got um, More, Fandor. More, More by Andrea to Connection. Midnight and you've got The Boys Back in Town by Thin Lizzy. That's just three. Young Hearts mm-hmm. Run Free by Candy Satin. Like, all mm-hmm. sitting side by side in one week. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. It, what a time to be alive. Yeah. And it was the hottest summer on record. And there Real. was herpes and spunk everywhere you looked. Whoa. <laughs> Good times. Salad days. <laughs> So there we are, we'll do we'll cover more of it in the next one. Thanks for listening. Uh be careful who you kiss. Goodbye.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.